personages of the internet. Uh, welcome. This is a special on the Time Lash recorded uh, the day after the broadcast of the, the first episode of the new series, The Woman Who Fell to Earth. Um, I'm Ben. I'm, I'm Mark. Hello. Hiya. Oh my god, it's been... We're in, we're in person as well, we're not like the past few episodes. We are sitting That's together. how special this is. We, uh, we have found a quiet booth uh, way up at the back of the uh, of the Cali Picture House on Lothian Road in Edinburgh. Yeah. And uh, we're here. Uh, it's only been, Mark, 11 short years since Peter Capaldi uh, <laughs> left Doctor Who. Uh, and now he's back. Now he's back with brand new showrunner Roy Clark. Uh, <laughs> This is this is our this is our little special off to the side episode of the woman who fell to earth. Um, we haven't we watched it separately. Yeah. We haven't talked about we it haven't. Uh, either in person or or on social media or anything mm. communicated about it. So I genuinely don't know what you think. You don't know what I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. We should also say that uh, going along with the being back together in a live environment comes all the truly bizarre noises <laughs> yeah. that seem to make up the soundscape of this venue. The yeah. buzzing... If someone's trying to track down a TARDIS in the uh, Weatherspoons kitchen, uh, I think, is what's, is what's happening there. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it is a, it's a public alehouse brought to us by Julia Derbyshire <laughs> and the BBC Radiophonic <laughs> Workshop by the sound of it. Firstly, I mean, what are we drinking? Ah, uh, well... Now, now that we are sitting together, what are we having a bevs of? Well, we're having a pint of Hop House 13, what else? Yeah, but, yep, Hop House 13, and I know we say it, but we are going to try and step up the kind of, um, I mean, a Hop House 13 is made by the Guinness Brewery, so it's a bit more... Yeah, they don't need our help. They, 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 they don't, and it's, uh, everyone can easily get their hands on it, but um, I think we're going to try and step up the uh, the kind of, the, 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 the alcoholic, uh, not the alcoholic element <laughs> of the, the podcast, I don't, mean, I don't mean, yeah, I don't mean the, the, the physical intake, but I mean the advertising of the sort of beverages that we take along with the episode, mm. but obviously Hop House 13 lager, that's why yes. we've chosen to uh, to discuss this. Um, let's go. Alright, shall we do some listener <laughs> correspondence? As left? Captain Lorca says on Star Trek Discovery, which uh, which I've only been, I've only just finished up watching. Bloody hell. Uh, <laughs> That's something we'll discuss after the record. Yeah, let's have listener correspondence. Uh, listener correspondence. Uh, at Sylvia North on our Twitter page. And so is that somebody new? I think that's somebody new. Oh my god, hello Sylvia North. <laughs> And how is your dance school doing? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's that. So, uh, <laughs> uh, loved it. Looked great. She was great. And I've, I, I, this is interesting. I have mostly warmed the companions. Uh oh. But good on you, Sylvia, because you've gone. I've mostly warmed the companions. I'm not going to yeah. name names because that would be rude. Yeah. You know. Because, because they're small, real people. Yeah, <laughs> I have a small reservation, but I'm sure, you know, that that will all be ironed out over the course of the series. Yeah, Good okay. on you, good okay. on you. Okay. Woodaba. Don't know if that's his real name. Okay. Feels like a slicker. It's a really, it's a really <laughs> bad ABBA tribute act. <laughs> uh, did you go and see the ABBA tribute line? Yeah, they were a bit wooden. I don't It wasn't for me. Feels like a slicker and more refined RTD era production for good and ill. Uh, Ryan and Graham are great. Mm, move over, Jeff Waddell. <laughs> well, Because yeah. Woodab has just said everything <laughs> that I was going to inelegantly say <laughs> over maybe 25 minutes. Uh, Ryan and Graham are great, and the direction is a marked improvement. But 13 doesn't feel like a distinct doctor yet. Yaz was a bit superfluous, and the tone was wobbly, to say the least. So, yeah. mixed, mixed response there. Nah, uh, I'm with him or her. Uh, our good friend Lee uh, at the Polish Box uh, looked great, sounded great, Jody was great. Not enough fried, is, fried egg sandwiches though, chibnall out. 
Okay. Was it great? Was it great, Lee? Did you like it? Was it great? Looking forward to your podcast, mate. Uh, Adam Self, long time listener. Thought it was fantastic, felt fresh and new and different from the previous series. Kept attention quite well until the reveal and quickly pace, picked up pace after a slow start. Loved the new costume being a charity shop rummage. Uh, the new theme tune brought a joy to my heart and, ex- and I'm excited to see how long they go without, with the tardis list travel. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of with you on that one. Mm. Uh, could be a nice echo of Baker's first season. Also, how long before kebab throwing Scouser gets a big finish spin-off? Yeah, he's already he's already memes. He's already gifts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'd like I'd like I'd like him to be the wolf <laughs> of the next series. It's like oh, he's nice deep now, isn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's died. He's, he's not. He's uh, Matt Greer uh, got I think that's the thing. Yeah. There's a also, reinvigorated like excitement around Doctor Who. Yeah. Also, can can we just point out that? Those ridiculous buzzing noises seem to be going off whenever you say the name of the yeah. next correspondent. Yeah, it's not like a weird effect that yeah, we've done. Just like, like, <laughs> like, next, send them through. And there seems like there's a positive bing and like a negative, and a couple of times it's come up with, when you said names. And so I just want everyone to know who's Let's listening. Let's try again. That, that we're, there's nothing, yeah. there is no buzzer that we're putting off when your name is said. This is just some weird, shitty noise in the background. Good try this again. Matt Greer. Oh, nothing. 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 There we go. One of the most assured debuts from any doctor, and Chibnall's best piece of work for the show today. Do you think there's any significance to the line, I never go anywhere that's just initials in terms of the TARDIS? Well, I don't know. Hmm. Interesting observation, though. Interesting. Uh, and finally, Gordon Strachan. Gordy. Big Gordy Wardy. Gordy Gordy. <laughs> Loved it even more than expected. Uh, engaging ensemble with solid foundations for fresh interactions to come. Stellar cinematography and FX. Akinola is MP- MVP for his subtle, rich soundtrack. Non-invasive, but for when it matters. That theme tune thing as the Doctor drops in? Perfect. As for our new Doctor, she nailed it. Such great fun. Her performance and writing are full of promise. That's lucky, as my confidence in her, having never seen her perform, was unduly confident. Such was the push by Devil's Advocates to take a premature stance. Mm-hmm. I want to just maybe just touch on this briefly before sure. we actually start. The marketing of the series yeah. has been slightly... And I suppose, you know, in the, the age we live in, you know, Brexit Britain, not, you know, social yeah. media, the age of social media and all that kind of thing, that you kind of have to pick a side. Yeah. And there's no shades of grey, there's no, like, being in the middle, either it's good or it's bad, right? Yeah. You know? And th- there was very much a lot of that, I think, in, in the marketing of it. Like, kind of, yeah, this isn't the doctrine that's gone before, this is better, this is more inclusive and more diverse, and women will like it this time. And as, um... <laughs> this time. <laughs> yeah, and as, uh... I don't know, I can't remember her name, but Beth of the um, Time Ladies sure. uh, blog wrote this great article about how, yeah, I'm really excited for a female doctor, but, you know, women have been watching Doctor Who for a very long time, kind of. Uh, what? Yeah, right? But that happen? Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> so I thought that was kind of a, I mean, it's clearly paid off in a way, but um, I like to think people were just more interested in something a bit different, you know? It's yeah. not a man of a certain age, it's not a pretty boy, it's, it's, it's a woman. As Roger Moore would say. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that I just you know I, I felt a bit uncomfortable. And what was it that BBC journalist who was kind of saying? Yeah. Um, oh, after Peter Capaldi wasn't universally loved. 
Yeah. This was an odd turn of phrase because, as, as we all know, as Doctor Who fans of however many years standing, no Doctor is universally loved, <laughs> except maybe Tom Baker, but even then. Okay, okay, the marketing is an interesting place to start off with mm. because if you believed every single image that came at us <laughs> yeah. over that, as I said, 11 years since Peter Capaldi <laughs> left at Christmas, it was stylized and colourful mm. and rainbow and exciting and fun yeah. and vital and bright colours. And then we got like a really sombre, <laughs> bleakly coloured and shot. Mm. I'm not saying it wasn't shot beautifully. Yeah. But it was just relentlessly dark. All the tones, all mm. the... And, it, you know, it's not like anyone's costume was kind of like trying to fight through the bleakness yeah. of the Sheffield evening. Uh, with a great reveal at the end, yeah. it just—it was just relentlessly shot, like those kind of like season two or three episodes of the X Factor, uh, the X Files, the back in the night. But they went out on location yeah. chasing aliens, and to the point that it was actually sometimes difficult to work out what was happening on screen because well, it was such quite a, a big telly, wasn't it? Well, I mean, I did as well, but yeah. it was just—it was just a bit of a dimness, okay, which worked at odds with what I was expecting, okay. And like every scene, every, like every place they ever, apart from when you get to the kind of like the colourful, glorious reveal of, of all places, yeah. a charity shop, <laughs> and, 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 a, and a funeral parlour uh, at the yeah, end of the episode, yeah. the two most bright places are the two places of that people might think and kind of real life. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, order this and someone messing, because that doesn't look very appetising. <laughs> I think someone's messing, but... Uh... I mean... <laughs> For here. <laughs> it's definitely for 106. It right. an eye order, so fine. if That's someone right. knows your table. Uh, if, anybody, if anybody listened to this. Oh my uh, god, this is because we put out a yeah, few of our There you go, uh, You've given us mushy, mushy peas, peas and bacon A's. If you've done that, please unsubscribe to the podcast. No, oh my god, thank you very <laughs> much indeed. Oh my god, okay, so we're here. Before recording, Mark put out a tweet telling exactly the table within the venue that we're in uh, and uh, bemused chap that he was the waiter came over and has brought us some mushy peas and bacon A's in like a plate that your nan has yeah so whoever <laughs> we're presuming that one of you people is behind it I <laughs> used that word quite wrongly <laughs> um, thank you very much I reckon. <laughs> like I'm gonna. Okay. So. All right. I suppose we should. Yeah. Well, bizarrely, these are two I love things. How they, I, they've served it with uh, to us with a, a fork and a spoon each. Yeah, that's very nice. well, you know, spoon. So. Yes. Not Sheffield okay. Steel though. Take a bit of bacon eggs. Oh my god. I this don't is, mind a bit of bacon eggs. I have to say. Oh my god. It is delicious. Ooh. It is. Oh my goodness. Oh. Sharp. Oh. Sharp. Oh. Oh, oh. oh. Forget the booze. We're, this is what we're doing now. What food are we eating with these things? Mm. <laughs> I feel like I'm Greg Wallace. Uh, oh my god. Um. Oh, warm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm expecting them to be warm. <laughs> it's warm, mushy peas. I guess Chef of like, Mushy like Peas. What's the bacon A's? What's the bacon A's? What's that? Don't know. But it's very colourful, much like the promotion for uh, series, series 11. Yeah, that's. <laughs> well. Thank you very much, you cheeky sausage. You I'm going to keep... 
Okay, so any point I was now making, I've finished. Yeah. Because I'm going to tackle the bacon eggs. Uh, <laughs> it is interesting you say that, though, about the kind of... this. I guess the disconnect between the marketing images and this first episode. Yeah. yeah. I mean, presumably, we've seen some images from it later on this season. Yeah. There is quite a bit of colour. I think that first alien planet. Yeah. I feel, I feel they're playing like a bit of a long game with this series. I feel like... Yeah. Set the dark rainy streets of Sheffield contrasted with this kind of desert planet that I think they're on yeah. next week um, but it seems to be I think since Guardians of the Galaxy 2 last year mm-hmm. it had this kind of really kind of psychedelic poster which was then kind of followed by the, the next Thor film in the series and then the, yeah. the most recent Avengers film which is incredibly bleak yeah. at the end um, also had this kind of very colourful so it seems to be a trend in that kind of cult you know, marketing uh, to kind of go for these really sort of psychedelic, yeah. colourful, vibrant images yeah. uh, for science fiction. Because there was also, there wasn't just the colourful stuff you get on Instagram, there was also these great kind of like uh, stylized orange um, mm, images. Yes. Uh, One of which I think was the cover for the magazine, wasn't Doctor it? Magazine, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, where am I going with this? You're right about the long game mm. because I have reservations. Okay, okay. And uh, I don't know. I don't want to be. I don't want to be negative about it. Even though when I first watched it, I came away from it. Okay. Well, how did you? How did you? So I loved it. I'd say I absolutely loved it. Okay. Um, however, I watched it again this morning. I think the thing that shocked me most about it, you know, for all the, all the talk of it's gonna be like you know a new take, a fresh new take, and all this kind of thing. Ah, it's hot. It's it's Doctor Who. You know, yeah. There's an alien threat. The Doctor, you know, meets up with this. They're not so much a ragtag. They're actually quite a solid family unit. Yeah. Um, solves problem. Buggers off. Is essentially what you know happens. So it's yeah. kind of like taken aback by kind of just how much like Doctor Who it was, but also the the way it kind of it kind of paid. I think homage is that the right word or. T- you know, there's kind of the, there's kind of a feel of the kind of perch we era about yeah. it, like that bit where the the this white transit van's taking away the alien transport yeah. pod, and pod. I was like, ooh, bit, bit ambassadors. Even, the, even the music as well. Yeah. The music was very reminiscent of that kind of last Troughton, um period mm-hmm. and that kind of like first couple of years apparently. Yeah. Um, I mean, also, and then also that kind of ending. It's like, I think we are going to have a kind of. Yeah. Hartnell-esque the end of one episode feeds into the next one well it reminded me of um, like Baker's first series yeah that as well where you, yeah. you've got the three of them clinging hold of the time ring yeah. as it flies through space towards whatever the next one is yeah and I wonder because there was that article I think to promote the season 12 box set yeah that was kind of talking about how that's you know Tom Baker's first season is the kind of template that a lot of Doctor Who has kind of followed since yeah so was it deliberate to release Tom Baker, you know, is there, was there some kind of yeah, thinking of course it was. behind this to kind of go for that? Do you remember? Um, do you remember when they were building up to the Stolen Earth and Journey's End? Yes. And uh, that whole series, they brought out before the reintroductions of the Sontarans. They brought out uh, a Sontaran oh, box so set, the bread for war DVD box yeah. set. Um, they brought out. Uh, before Stolen Earth Journey's End, that uh, Davros box mm. set, which didn't just have the five Davros TV stories, it also had the, the I Davros Big Finish yes, radio did, plays. Yeah. Um, they've done, uh, there's other things as well that they've done yeah. where they've definitely. There's been a kind of. They've definitely made a point. Yeah. 
I'm trying to reintroduce yeah. before something arrives, something that you could be familiar with. So I guess with the season 19 uh, Blu-ray coming out in a couple yeah. of weeks, uh, Adric must be back in a... Oh my god, talking about that though. <laughs> did you see... Uh, so you know how like there was, yes, ra- so I there was see this. Yes. rather than so at the end of the episode what we get is rather than uh, a kind of generic like general look, kind of look of like trailer, what the series is going to be it's yeah. everybody who's going to be guest starring yeah. so somebody has made one for season 19 yeah. which has all the guest stars from Peter Davison's first series and Pitt Madley <laughs> on Twitter has also done one for McCoy's first series really and it's great because it kind of starts off with like the actors names and then it kind of gets like um, the guy from the flying pickets it's just funny it was just like Neris Hughes Michael Robbins <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like it was, it was funny. But you know, it was it was really nice to kind of have that again as well. Like, yeah. I actually don't who finishes and you go on Twitter. Yeah. And first of all, everybody was incredibly positive about it. I don't think I saw a single negative comment. Yeah. Really. I mean, I wasn't looking for them to be honest. Yeah. I wasn't like search Ian Levine. Um, well, I did. Things. Okay. Well, I didn't. So I didn't go looking for negative comments. Ah. But I did go looking for what the old guard mm. you know the kind of the celebrity fans the kind of the yeah when we say the old guard the usual suspects we all know <laughs> who we're talking about here and to see what they said and there was quite a radio silence mm. um quite a radio silence and what am I getting at here I didn't really like it after I first watched it right and I was a bit taken aback by the universal praise that it got I, I get that. I mean, I liked it, but I do yeah. uh, having other th- other things in pop culture and stuff like that yeah. that people have just like been effusive over, and I've just been a bit like, yeah, it was yeah. all right. Is that okay? Um, is it okay for me to say that it was and all it right? Is, I, I the, know that feeling. Yeah. It is the effusiveness mm-hmm. because I was like, am I like, like defending Stephen Moffat is the hill I will die on. <laughs> Yeah, okay. And I've spent a lot of time trying to not compare Chibnall's storytelling with Moffat's storytelling. Yeah, because I, I think you're fighting a losing battle. Yeah. Um, uh, but I just kind of was like, I mean, I like, like, I, like I'm, I have reservations. Mm-hmm. I don't, I didn't hate it. I'm not going to burn anything to the ground. <laughs> but I was definitely a little taken back at the sheer vigor uh, that people were praising it, and I was mm. like. I just and I, and I don't want this to be me focusing on the problems that I had with it because yeah. you're right like it is almost certainly a long game thing mm-hmm. it's a series to reward people yeah um, as well as it being more filmic I'm sure that was at the mm-hmm. foundation of what Chris Chibnall is talking about yeah. when he talks about being part of the Netflix style of television mm-hmm. there's got to be that element that keeps people coming yeah. back and that cliffhanger yeah. at the end is, is absolutely uh, yeah. as much as it is a callback to Hartnell and, and that first yeah. season it is also very much the Netflix model yeah. as well of those kind of long running shows yeah. that each episode has to end on like a little cliffhanger or teaser for the next episode yeah but I just felt that there were certain things like so I think Jodie Whittaker was good mm-hmm. but I'm not sold yet okay and I'm not sold not because of her it's because I have a gnawing feeling that I was right Whittaker's fine any woman, well not any woman, but like a female actress playing the mm. Doctor will be fine. Chris Chibnall is 
not as emotional a writer as Russell T. Davis or dexterous a writer as Stephen Moffat because there were some real primitive bits of storytelling which really annoyed me okay. in this whole thing and, and disconnected me. I'm not really sure why Grace had to die sure, other yeah. than I suspect it will be an emotional thing that is used to bring Ryan and Graham together in yeah. later episodes. Um, the moment that guy, that guy who was like the security foreman, uh, who yeah. was like on the Skype to his granddaughter or yeah. something like that, yeah. and he like the moment, like the yeah. moment, the moment he said, "I love you," but I know like, you're gonna yeah. die. There was nothing smart, or it was just like a fairly unnecessary kind of death. But the thing is, I think I know what you're saying. It was obvious to me that yeah. Grace was gonna die right from the. The very yeah. first opening of that episode, I was like, yeah, she's going to die. But the thing is, I think what it's done, and again, I don't really want to be this person that's just like, oh, Stephen Moffat does this, Chris Chibler does that. Yeah. But what it's done is it has brought back a kind of meaning to death in the show, which I think has been kind of yeah. lacking a bit in kind of recent times. Yeah. You know? You know, you and I, I have sure. watched so many programs where yeah. somebody makes a, a an affecting phone call to a, a loved yeah. one and then is like gunned down. Mm -hmm. You know, like we see that's quite an obvious TV trope. Yeah. But for kids watching that, it's the first time they've maybe seen that, and it's just a kind of easy way to go. This person has a life. They're not just there to be gunned down by an alien. There's yeah. like a proper kind of backstory there. Yeah, and maybe, maybe that's maybe that is what it is. I'm, I don't know if I have thought it through properly. I didn't want her to be dead because mm. I thought she was value for money. Yeah, character. She's great. She was a Sharon yeah. D. Clark was a riot. Yeah. Um, I just love the the gusto that she kind of throws herself into, like being part of the Doctor's yeah. adventure. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, is it is a bit. But then, you know, that's life, isn't it? Some yeah. people are kind of cut down in their prime. Is they that are. kind of what it's getting at as well? Kind of felt, I don't know. I just felt that there was a slight perfunctory. In fact, there was it was quite. There was quite a lot of perfunct all the way through it. I kind of thought, and my and my thing about about talking about Jodie Whittaker is, I think she gave like a sterling performance. Mm. Of at times there was no character; she was just exposition. And mm. I think there was a bit too much waiting towards her explaining the situation, moving the plot along, signalling stuff to the audience over and above any kind of definition of her doctor okay. and I remember reading and it's kind of stuck with me there was a review of the TV movie which said you know if you cut out that first 20 minutes with Sylvester McCoy you get very little time with Paul McGann mm -hmm. and where he's most effective and where you most envy the, or, or, or want the idea for him to have done more Doctor Who is in the quiet moments mm -hmm. where he's not in the midst of some trial or action or something yeah. like that you want it to be a, a quiet human, well, or, or, or kind of character moment where you can identify how that that, that actor is going to take it forward. So, what were the most effective moments? The intensity when the Doctor standing at the back of uh, Grace's funeral, mm. like just the the burrowing quality of her yeah. eyes, like you could see there was whole debates, moral, yeah. emotional debates happening there. When they were standing, trying to work out why that guy who'd stolen the pod thing, yeah. and they came across his picture of him and his sister, and they were watching the video, like when she was kind of not trying to be all tenant-esque, wacky, and mm. it was just a quiet realigning to something a bit more emotional. 
that was great. Yeah, I think also the I mean, and then also the speech as well. Yeah, you know, but there seemed like a bit more kind of fan finger pointing <laughs> that kind of detracted away from mm. her. But then I, I don't know. See, they're, they're, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I think I think I don't know. I wonder if in the writing and the direction she was robbed of some pretty great moments. Because when you think about David Tennant's entrance as the Doctor, if you think about Matt Smith's entrance as the Doctor, that was the moment that the productions switched from being dark and foreboding into light. You know, when Tennant steps out of the TARDIS in the Christmas yeah, Invasion, yeah, yeah. it's a glorious shot. When Matt Smith is speaking to the Atraxi at the end yeah. of the eleventh hour, they don't do it in a hospital. He goes up onto the roof. It's sunshine. It's bright. Yeah, it's a great cinematic shot. They kind of just keep her on the crane in the dark. I don't know, though. I thought that was quite good. I thought the and they weirdly cut away before she says the word "I am the Doctor." They have like a shot of her, like a crane light in the background, so yeah. she's kind of like nah, she's she silhouetted. She does, but the second before she mm. says, "I'm the Doctor." They have a shot where there is a crane light and she's silhouetted. Oh, sure, yeah. It felt very small. Mm. Maybe personal. Maybe I'm reading it wrong. Maybe it was intended to I be personal. That's what I I think. I think it's it's moved away from the kind of big bold kind of comic book slash soap opera of Russell T. Davis. Yeah. Like and then away from that kind of like very kind of baroque, like sci-fi fantasy fairy tale of Stephen Moffat, yeah. and I think it is kind of kind of burrowing back into kind of what Russell T was initially kind of doing with Doctor Who, so that kind of like yeah. people and character, and I kind of like I kind of I was on well, board with it. I, okay, so I think I think you're entirely right mm, uh, about its emotional core. Yeah, and I think I'm getting hung on on the technique I yeah. think I think yeah okay. because watching it again a second time there's very little deafness to how motivations and character and backstory is presented yeah take for instance when Yaz and Ryan are standing around in the woods and there's just a really bog standard exchange mm. between oh my god you're a fed now yeah and what are you doing well I'm working in a factory but I don't like working in the factory I'm trying to get together something else that I want to do with my life I want to die. you know that, yeah, kind of, sure. that kind of thing and it's like it's like an alien thing like that <laughs> could have come out but I, there's, I don't there's, know, there's I a kinda, telling not showing I quality kinda, yeah but I also kind of read that as that kind of thing where like you meet something you haven't seen for a very long time yeah. and they're in a position that you know, society sees it sort of slightly higher up. Yeah. So when she's, oh, you know, what are you doing now? And he's just like, oh, I work in a warehouse. Yeah. And then that, she's kind of got this kind of look of pity. Or she's like, yeah. You enjoying that? And he's like, no, but I'm, I'm trying to be, but I'm going to be a mechanic. And you know, and he's kind of like throwing out this whole kind of. Yeah, but the way you spiel. did that, I'd rather watch that than what I watched. <laughs> and I'm not saying anything against any of the actors, and right. because the acting is you like, toast and cold. He's spectacular. He's great. I, do you know he's the he's the big surprise for me. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Like because I was expecting to just be love Bradley Walsh. Yeah, I was like, yeah, ready for Bradley. Was, the other two, I yeah. was all in to be like, oh, he's the companion that I'm going to relate to. Yeah. All right, fine. The yeah. old guy, right? Because that's where I am now in Doctor yeah. Who. I'm the old guy. Yeah. But actually, I can't ride a bike very well either. No, 
but he like, he's there. He's, he's great. Like he's really immediately rules. Really he's good. immediately aiming. Absolutely. Like, he's great. Sorry, I'm making this sound so negative. Sorry. Well, the thing is, me. You know? Well, yeah, it is. But that's like that's me. Like mm -hmm. that. Is, that is me. And I think if there is one thing in my life is that I am very analytical, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of obsession about technique and structure and architecture. Sure. And, you know, like that kind of thing, as opposed to that emotional core. Maybe that's why then I find a great affinity with the storytelling of Stephen Moffat's Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. Why I can't necessarily understand why I get so much hatred directed towards it. And why when I was looking through Twitter going, am, am I like genuinely feeling, am I weird? Yeah, I was like, I, as you said, like I was okay with it. It was fine. I'm looking yeah. forward to the rest of the series. But I kind of felt like it was a bit of a regressive step in the kind of the language mm. of the show, the language of the storytelling. It's but then I don't know. It has a, it's it's a pilot, and at the end of the and day. nothing to do about being a female doctor, Edward Russell on Twitter. Yes, well I saw that. You know, did you see the first? She reply? was great. Did you see the first reply to that, which was just like, yeah, yeah but. But we're not, you know, it's not sexist if you don't like the program for those things. Yeah. I said, uh, did I say it was? What I said was that the people who don't like female doctors, like, yeah. yeah, no, but what you, no, 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 no. What you're saying is, the, the way he phrased that was that anybody who says, oh, I wasn't a particular fan of the script. Yeah. But like Jodie Whittaker doesn't actually like Jodie Whittaker. That's, yeah. that's literally what you said. Yeah. Like... It's a very dangerous, and I said this is what yeah. I said at the start, you know, about tribalism and this kind of, you know, yeah. it's either one thing or the other. If you don't like New Doctor Who, you're a sexist. Yeah. Which I think, yes, there is certainly people who will not like Doctor Who yeah. because because it's a woman, and, you know, oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Right. But I think you know that doesn't mean you can like you have kind of go well. Actually, I wasn't that convinced by this, and yeah. didn't really wasn't that all that enamoured with yeah. this. That's then, alone. <laughs> but then let's put it in context. I did not warm to David Tennant until at least halfway through yeah. his first series. Like, in fact, I think I was irritated. We've talked mm, about it before. Yeah, We've yeah, talked yeah. about this like a ton of times before. Yeah, we did a whole series. Like, and, and I say Tennant because of the Doctors, Whitaker and Tennant are quite, quite on a par. Mm. With no that way. kind of, with that kind of very odd human intensity. Yeah. Um, and I just wasn't sold on him for a while. Mm. It's like an entirely new bunch of people for the first time I watched yeah. seven or eight years making yeah. a television show which is momentous. Mm -hmm. Ben, give them a fucking break. <laughs> well, yes. Give them a break, will I you? I mean, like I say, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, it wasn't immediately perfect as <laughs> yeah. I pushed the glasses up the bridge of my nose. It's a pilot. Yeah. It's an indicator of promise. Really, all the best pilots. It, they're never the best episode of a thing. Yeah. You know, I think as a, as a character, I think she's fairly fully formed. Yeah. As the Doctor, I think as it goes on, she'll become more kind of Jodie Whittaker's Doctor Who, rather yeah. than just like this is what the character appears like on the page. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it'll be more kind of like that. But it, there's so much promise in there. I was so actually. So it's the greatest set of companions. Yeah. Yeah. For really, ages. Yeah, it's really strong too. Yeah. Gonna be so a lot of it reminds me of um, 
the way they started building James Bond back together with, yeah, with Daniel sure. Craig's Bond. Yeah. You know, like he like he didn't get like he didn't get the kind of the, the kind of the no Bond gadgets, James Bond. No, yeah. uh, didn't get the gun barrel sequence right away. Yeah. He didn't get to the uh, you know all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we got the Sonic Screwdriver. Yeah. And there was the big building it montage. Yeah. Like so, they made that significance. Melt oh, I did. Like, I mean, I like. I love that scene. Yep. Let's talk about the monster. Yes, that, why that not? That was uh, disgusting. Yeah, that yeah, was, it was properly gross. <laughs> wild. Oh my god, that was genuinely legit scary. Yeah. I can understand maybe why the production was as dark in tone mm. because I think if you saw that in like the bright lights of the <laughs> day, you'd be like, Jesus. oh my god, because <laughs> isn't like isn't like teeth? Yeah, the like teeth a, are all kind of. Yeah, but isn't like teeth like an actual fear? Oh, is it? Yeah, there's like an actual kind of like weird kind of like people. Like there are people who are scared of just like kind of, teeth, but where teeth shouldn't be. Like that's a ah, fear. Ah, sure, right, okay. But like I was just looking at it because it's also like he's got. I don't know if you can see it, but there's a kind of weird film of like, mm. like is it the saliva? Of yeah, it? it's disgusting. And it's the fact that it's not just the top of the tooth or like the incisor. Yeah, it's like all sorts, but like some are flat on, some are like sticking out. Yeah, it's. It's a great design. It's a very yeah. simple body. It's just a, an alien hunter. Well, so but it's. The, the, I think that fucking makeup job is yeah. amazing. It's, so it's really. It is good to be able to talk to you face to face about this because I'm getting new opinions which are coming out now. Okay. And it's like I guess that was quite the success of the production in that in a few short exchanges. It's not just an alien threat, but it's one who's got a very understandable human motive. Mm. Wants something, knows he's not good enough, has mm-hmm. a cheeky cheat. Yeah. Uh, and so you get more of a handle, an avaricious handle mm-hmm. on, on the character than it just being a bug-eyed monster who's, yeah. who, who just seems to bizarrely only be motivated by That's destruction. <laughs> <laughs> Destroy the army, <laughs> kill the doctor. Um, yeah, I, I think that's, you know, he's an ambitious, Yeah. he's like, he's basically that ambitious guy in the office, you know, yeah. who, wants to, who wants to be manager. Yeah. He's an apprentice candidate. Yeah, he's going he to like throw people under the bus, yeah. or like, you know. Well, there was, there was more of that as well. I thought it was interesting there was the juxtaposition of someone whose lot in life was kind of reduced, mm. so they spent a lot of time in their crane cabin, yeah, convincing yeah. themselves Which that they had they had an importance. Yeah, yeah. But ultimately, they made the wrong choice, mm-hmm. or they did something that was selfish. Yeah. Whereas it's within people's actions and deeds that they're that they're judged. Mm-hmm. So, like somebody like Ryan doesn't believe in himself, yeah. doesn't subscribe to any of that nonsense. It's, one of probably if not he's the hero of the day as it were yeah. uh, if not actually helping the doctor then getting back on his bike on the hillside mm-hmm. whereas somebody who does nothing to help anybody it seems somebody who's got a fairly kind of closed down cowardice who wants mm. to leave the train and not be part of it listens to these self help tapes yeah. but ultimately it's all for now because it's a selfish mm. endeavour I thought that was I thought yeah. that was interesting you know that there's something visceral, and then ultimately kicks the guy off the. Yeah, brain. so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like I am important. And yeah. you go. Yeah, they also picked somebody who looked like the smuggest man in the world as an actor. <laughs> I kept thinking he was that guy out the in between us, but he's not. Nah, he's, he's not. They look very similar. Yeah. Um, I so no, I I thought the monster was great. You know. Yeah. Um, that kind of weird. I thought also that the, the first alien you see. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm not kind of counting the weird mushroom, whatever it was. Yeah. But that kind of like coil of like like wires and light. I was just yeah. like, oh man, we're going properly weird. Yeah. For like the first <laughs> the first or two months. Yeah, That's just interesting. When it started creeping through the train. Yeah. That was that was kind of scary. Yeah, it's pro- it was properly creepy. Yeah. Like it seemed to kind of tick off like loads of like like what should a Doctor Who story be? Yeah. Um, there's like a bit of investigation there's some creepiness yeah. there's like a big like climactic face to face yeah and, you know it's it's ticking through all these things and I go yeah this is still Doctor Who mm-hmm. it's fine um, yeah and that's fine that's good I like how that emergency signal <laughs> <Yeah>. whatever <laughs> that is noise is going off after you said it's Doctor Who it was fine <laughs> so yeah it was it was uh, yeah it's good and I'm, I'm genuinely really like I just want to spend more time with with those characters to be honest um <laughs> sorry I dropped the bacon A's. right yeah here's a, here's a thing here's a here's a, a a thing I'd like to posit towards you yeah the 11th hour uh-huh. Right, it's 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 very Russell T in the sense that you know it's an alien invasion on contemporary Earth. Although this time it's like a very small village, so there's like a little twist on it, and yeah. the, the kind of aesthetic of it is a bit more filmic, mm-hmm. a bit more fantasy instead than what has gone before. But essentially, if you watched all of Eccleston through the yeah. you're not going to immediately be like. Oh, what's this? Yeah. This. Oh, get that away from me. This yeah. is this is what I was expecting. And I think this is the same. I mean, you know, deep breath as a as a start. You're like, oh, Victorian London. I mean, I really like it, yeah. but it's for a wider audience. It's yeah. not. It's not necessarily the most mainstream introduction for a doctor. Yeah. And then obviously what that Matt Smith season goes on to do is become something incredibly different from what has gone before. But it kind of takes you along with it because it's kind of eased you in. I mean, that whole first Matchman series is essentially still working off the Russell T model of the kind yeah. of celebrity historical, the old monster, the, you know, all that kind of thing. So, this, you know, Women Who Fell to Earth, is kind of doing the same thing. It's like, right, it's contemporary Earth, but it's Sheffield, it's not London, yeah. it's not Cardiff, it's Sheffield, it's somewhere we've not seen before. Um, there's like a bigger cast of And characters. still didn't because it was <laughs> yeah, so dark. It was so dark. Nice bus station though. Nice bus station. Yeah. Um, oh, that was funny. I like that, I like <laughs> yeah, that, that was just, yeah, I love the idea of just I was like, like wow. the doctor's companion just hanging around with some bus drivers asking like, you? what's going on. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. And I think, you know, as the series is going to go on, we're gonna, it's going to go in different directions. Yeah. Because it, it kind of has to, you know, yeah. change and renewal, etc, etc. Yeah. Um, but this is kind of just, you know, they're not going to dive in feet first. No, no. Besides what the marketing would have you believe. Yeah. Like I say, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I know fine well that probably within even like two weeks time, it won't be my favourite episode of the series. Yeah. And by the end of it, it might not be, you know, either. But I think it's a strong start. It's got, it shows a lot of promise. Yeah. Um, I think she's going to, like, as the series is going to go on, become a really great doctor because I think she's pretty much nailed the basics in those first couple of scenes. Oh, yes, oh, yes, uh uh-huh, yes. You know? And yeah, I, there's loads of little, like, quite corny moments that I was just like... <laughs> like what? <laughs> like when she crashes through the train and stands up. Yeah. And there's that, like, like as Gordon says, you know, that sting of the... Yeah. Sting of the theme tune in the bell yeah. where, like, she finally remembers. She's like, I'm the doctor. And I'm like, yes, mate. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you are. You know, like, I was properly invested in it, like a little kid. It was good, you know? Yeah. You need that. 
sometimes. Yeah, and I was yeah, moved. Yeah. You know, I think Bradley Walsh's speech at the end I found quite okay. moving. You yeah. know, because um, I, I think that's another thing. Like you say, you know, like the consequences of death being kind of a thing in Doctor which hasn't been for a while. Yeah. Even in the Russell T era, people just get gunned down, you know, like left, right, and centre, yeah. and all that kind of thing. You know, you don't kind of have time to kind of wonder who those people were. And things like that. Um, so to have this and to have obviously the Doctor stranded on Earth and therefore forced to kind of sit in through the aftermath, yeah. I think it's great. Like I love that little scene between her and Ryan at the sort of doors of the funeral home. Yeah, so somebody pointed out that the Doctor, I guess, can't get back in the TARDIS and go to TARDIS isn't there. Yeah. But it's not... It's not until after all yeah. that that she makes the decision to go yeah. looking for the TARDIS. That is an interesting so there's, there's a conscious being part of it. Yeah, there, there's a conscious effort to go, right, I'm going to just make sure these people are okay before yeah. I leave. Yeah. Because um, she's watching Ryan get back on his bike. Yeah. She goes to a funeral. I was trying to remember the last time, or, or if at all you ever see the Doctor doing that, and you never do. There's only two instances, like, so he nearly goes to the funeral in remembrance of the Yes, Alex, yeah, that's, that was the one I was thinking of. But doesn't at the end. Yeah. And then, revelation of the Daleks, he's going to pay respects to a friend who's died, but that's not for the funeral, that's, yeah. he's just going there. Yeah. Um, but you never see them yeah. bothering their arse, they usually sneak away. Yeah, because they daren't look back or whatever the whatever yeah. Um So yeah, so I thought there's, there's some little... Little touches. Yes, it's got a few business as usual, but yeah. there's little touches in there that I think kind of should show the kind of Doctor Who that we're going to be getting for the next nine weeks. Yeah. Um, which. So I suppose it is nice to have a positive character. Yes. Like not. Not a gruffness. Think, do you know what? Also, like. I think we're going back to that kind of those early days of Matt Smith where it's just like time war fuck the time war I'm the doctor let's have a laugh yeah you know or even any kind of so something else must have happened that nobody remembers yeah. aliens unless, <laughs> unless, unless it's just been entirely confined they to London they just think it's just one of these like London centric conspiracies because you know anybody north of you know the Watford Gap or whatever yeah. I just like fucking Londoners yeah. always banging on about their expensive house prices and their and, alien and, invasions yeah, and that's yeah that's funny but you know you also believe it you also Bradley Walsh's performance in certain, like he gets some certain lines which his performance stops you trying to think of what the logic that means to the larger artifice yeah, sure. of the entire series no such thing as aliens you're right there isn't there isn't Graham and I'm not going to ask that question ever again well done you I, that's fine I love the bit where he's like, when he's kind of just obsessed with the DNA bombs. It's just yeah. like, like uh, you know. So it's like a stuck record, but yeah. when are they going off? <laughs> I did. Uh, and actually, I think that there's an added kind of poignance to that line at the end. Yeah. Where you kind of realise that he's kind of survived cancer. Yeah. And so then obviously that kind of DNA bomb becomes like, kind of, I guess, this kind of horrible reminder of this kind of ticking time bomb. Because, you know, he's in remission. He's not yeah. necessarily 100%. Clear. And I think that there's there's an interesting like human frailty to the companions, which I don't think we've seen ever. Yeah, it's interesting that with his character, that you usually get people who've come through that kind of stuff and they become super motivated. Yeah. Right? They now know they've got a clock on them, so they achieve yeah. everything. Whereas his character seems to be a bit more angry and timid. 
Yeah, like it's worked I, the other way yeah, and it's take, it takes it's the doctor a, to show him a new life. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, he's... I think he's kind of... I think what's happened is he's met Grace. Yeah. You know, and he's fallen in love. And that's kind of enough for him. You know, or that's because that she was the nurse. Yeah. He's maintained the idea of still being a patient. Mm. Of still existing in that. And now he's forced to... So yeah, I mean, yeah. they've set up some really interesting kind of... Yeah. Well, they've set up some interesting arts for... Graham and Ryan, I'm not too sure what Yaz's ultimate... Well, I guess you're going to have that. If you're focusing on a specific family unit, yeah. somebody's not part of that. Yes. So she's got better to come. And you're right, yeah, like yeah. that scene at the start, there's there's some good stuff there. Yeah. I think she... I mean, I do like the scene where her and Ryan are kind of investigating the that bit of the warehouse where yeah. sort of Sheffield's answer to Fox Mulder has you know, yeah. got his kind of little office. That guy has a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like Lots of old technology, which yeah. is, comes in, obviously, comes in very handy. There's a funny thing, uh, obviously, my girlfriend's uh, watched it, because we're not in the... How dare she? I know, but we're not in the, you know, I didn't force her to watch it, she watched it of her own free will, down in Kent, without <laughs> me. Uh, so we were talking about it last night, she goes... Because so, where she lives, she didn't just yeah, leave, she just leave me to go, to go and watch it. <laughs> So she's like, uh, so what? You, she goes, you, you don't think we're going to get the TARDIS back? I said, I don't, think, I don't think we're going to see it for a little while yet. Yeah. And she's like, but that's mental, like, you know, because, like, but how are they going to travel through time and space? I said, well, you know, they've, they've found a way to travel through space, so I'm yeah. sure they'll find a way to travel through time. She goes, yeah, but if it's that easy, then what do they need the TARDIS for? And I said, well, it's one of the, you know, the, the, the best spaceships in, in the known universe. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, but, I mean, a microwave just... <laughs> <laughs> just did it so yeah. what's your point so my, fa- my the funniest thing is that with that the ease with which okay well not ease obviously because yeah. she hasn't gone to that yet but can lash something up to try and track the target yeah. you go and there is a kind of logic to it but you're also just like yeah, yeah but, <laughs> but you also look at that situation and go now I understand why every time you thought the master was dead he wasn't <laughs> he was back He'd found a way of getting out of this, that, yeah. and the next thing. It's you know, like I, <laughs> I, I, I now know. <laughs> um, all right. Well, favorite scene. Performance? <coughs> God. Um, I think favorite performance is definitely Torsten and Cole. Yeah. As Ryan, because he just completely took me by surprise. Um, I didn't know anything about him yeah. beforehand. Um, I heard he was on Hollyoaks. Yeah, I, I, think I, I think was just like, it. and then that oh. immediately you go, mm, actually. Yeah. yeah. But I think he's great. Like I say, really, really affecting. Like I love, <laughs> I love the fact he falls off his bike and throws it off a, throws it off a cliff and it lands in a tree. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> like, how fucking far did he throw it? We just kind of threw it off the cliff edge, didn't he? Sure, but like, <laughs> and then it suddenly ends up in some. First, like, how up was the peak? Wow, yeah. Well, they've said on it, so it can't be that. I also, that, that, that's why at the start I said uh, Doctor Who by Roy Clark. <laughs> because I love that scene where the three of them are sitting. Yeah. Like you see in every last, episode. Summer, yeah, 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 they're just sitting. They're sitting on, <laughs> looking down, looking down at home first. Yeah. <laughs> so I like him. I think he's quite, he's a good cat. He's, you know, he's got a bit of a temper because yeah. of his frustration with his condition. Yeah, really good. Um, Favourite scene? Like I say, I really like the one with him and the doctor at the funeral home where he's talking about his dad yeah. and being disappointed with his dad. Um, and the doctor's kind of just listening. Really. Yeah. And they're still trying to be positive, but kind of 
understanding that oh okay this this guy knows better than me yeah what a crushing disappointment his own father is yeah I think it's quite a moving scene um, so yeah I guess those yeah, yeah. big Toshin Cole fan yeah right out of the gate I'm not, so I'm not going to say him because I suspect I'll be saying that for a lot of the yes. series but Sharon mm-hmm. D. Clark yeah, as Grace yeah. was spot on yeah she's great um, I lost my f- and you're right when um, the scenes I like the best were the quiet ones the ones mm-hmm. where the characters got to talk so yeah when you see the doctor show up in people's lives after the event yeah I like that I like the yeah. scene where she's telling them about her family very reminiscent a lot of people have pointed out of the doctor speaking to Victoria and yeah. to the Cybermen yeah so I like those quiet little character mm-hmm. hanging out on the stoop with a cup of tea <laughs> yeah, and Doctor Who now. at last. Um, and, uh, yeah. yeah, you've I convinced me. We've had this conversation yeah. and I'm... I'm you know, I think, you know, some of my favourite performances, you know, Jodie Whittaker, you know, yeah. going to be fantastic as the Doctor. Yeah. Um, and I actually, I know you were kind of saying it's a bit, like, show-offy and stuff like that, but I quite like that scene where she's kind of explaining regeneration. And it's like, you know, there's a moment where oh, you're like... that you're, scene. Yeah. That scene was brilliant. Yeah, she's yeah. amazing with that. Yeah. It's like, there's a moment where you think you're going to die, and then you don't. Yeah. I'll be fine. That's... I, lo- I love that. Yeah. So much. Um, and I loved... Um, I love that montage of making the sonic screwdriver. Yeah. I can't think of any other piece of visual fiction which has... Uh, which is such a vast repository of GIF images now. Yeah. On, She's got quite the face yeah. there, for there, there is Twitter communication. There is something about that, about this episode. Maybe this is a point to end on. There is something about this episode that feels very... What's the... Internet ready? Is that the, is that the phrase I mean? Like, there's a lot of kind of memeability, you know? Yeah. There's the, there's the doctor calling the, the alien Tim Shaw. Yeah. You know? Um, I might, we might even call this episode on the Tim Shaw <laughs> instead of on the time lapse. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. You know, there's that. There's the the kebab man. You know, kebab man is eat my instant. salad Halloween kebab, instant hit. <laughs> kebab man is up there with pig bin Josh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There should be a there should be a ranking of Doctor Who's top ten <laughs> vagrants. Yeah. Eat my salad Halloween. That's. Uh... <laughs> there's that and like you say Jodie Whittaker's got such an expressive face and the camera seems to really kind of hone in on that yeah and the script gives her all these kind of things to do yeah um, like I love the bit where like, she's got she's got like one blowtorch and it's kind of just like nah it's no, not no. enough and then it cuts to just this I don't know what, where the hell she's got this massive yeah like two ended fucking blowtorch thing yeah uh, well flamethrower essentially yeah so yeah I, it, it, I find that interesting I guess that's maybe a, a symptom of living in the kind of the social media age is that you write these kind of moments into a oh, yeah, story yeah. so that they can then sure I mean so that everything about that throwback the curtains costume reveal mm-hmm. is designed to be a gif yeah. it's designed to be a repeatable image yeah and it's great. It's a great scene. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, yeah, it is. Really. I love. I love the image of kind of Yaz just holding this like massive pile of clothes, and yeah. Ryan's just on his phone, not bothered. Yeah, I think I would have liked to have seen it where she tried on some other stuff. 
Right, you know, like when, that classic, you know. Yeah, well, you know when, like, Tom Baker came out of the TARDIS <laughs> in Robot and he's wearing a clown costume yeah. and he's wearing, yeah, like, a Viking costume. Yeah, you don't get that anymore, costume. do you? Yeah, everyone seems to... Because like, even, even Tannen, it's just, like, it cuts to him in the wardrobe yeah. and he's, like, he's... He might, he's wearing Tom Baker's season 18 scarf, but he's still yeah. got the kind of full costume, you know? Yeah, like... Yeah, and you don't even get that with Capaldi, just suddenly yeah, he's wearing that. Mm-hmm. So it would have been nice to have seen... I mean, I suppose Matt Smith, but even then, he's just essentially just trying on a different shirt and a different bow tie. Yeah, yeah, But he is, like, yeah, so... <laughs> I don't know, I thought it would be funny if yeah. he... Like, maybe... I don't know, maybe not, but, like, when she says buying women's clothes... Yeah. It would have been, it would have been nice if you'd seen her, like, trying on a dress and be like, ah, No. <laughs> No, like just binning all these kind of like yeah, feminine kind of ideals. Yeah, like a white shirt. Really, it's like a, it? it's it's like like a yellow yeah. dress and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Just like, oh my god, no, that kind of, you know. But I like what she, like, I like that new costume. Yeah. It's very Annie Hall about it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, although when my mum was watching it by my mum and dad, she, my mum went, oh really? <laughs> so my mum was not. She's on Yaz's side. Into that. I think because it all looks like stuff that. It would, you'd really have to search. It looks so yeah. stylized. you wouldn't see it in a charity shop. That's the thing, you wouldn't see it in a charity shop. You might see it in, like, arm, like I don't know why I'm going to do a proper placement for Armstrong's in yeah. Edinburgh, but, you know, like a vintage clothes store. Yeah. Like, you could totally imagine that scene taking place there, but I yeah. guess so. <laughs> Well, this has been a pleasure. It's yeah. been nice to be back with you, Mark. Be back. Uh, thank you very much to our mysterious yes. mushy pea and baconese benefactor. Uh, <laughs> and if you ever want to do that, baconese again, benefactor. Yeah. That's a great. Maybe that's the name of the episode. It's got nothing to do with when it fell to earth. Uh, maybe if I disclose my address, people might send Domino's pizza round for me. That might. Maybe I'll think about that. Maybe so. or something else <laughs> beginning with D and ending with and the second word beginning with P. Zamming. Dog, dog poo. Oh, thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Thanks a lot. After what you've said about the women who fell earth, you can get away. I never said anything. It's tribalistic time. Right. I mean, yeah, I guess. Okay. Please don't put dog shit through Ben's letterbox. Yeah. Yeah, don't. Like, don't. Don't, don't yeah, do that. Don't. Not big or clever. <laughs> Um, Put bacon eggs through though. What a way to end this. Uh, so I don't know what we're going to do if we're going to make uh, a yeah, regular thing that, for little episode reviews or we're just going to put them on as Fortnite and Doctor Who on the main line yeah, of our podcast <laughs> output. Well, do you know what? We'll see. Uh, yeah. Tell us what you think, what you would like. I mean, our next episode, I guess, is out. Uh, the next one should be out before episode three. Yes. Which we don't know the title of yet. No, but yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, so the next one's the Ghost Monument, and then that's, that's all we know. Yeah, so... They are really Yeah, so yeah, the them. next episode of On the Time Lash is the 21st, so we'll probably... So I guess we might as well talk about the Ghost Monument in our Horns and I'm on yeah. episodes. Let's do it. Yeah? Should yeah. that? Let's see what happens. Okay. Uh, I think uh, <laughs> I think probably listeners understand by now that uh, they haven't a fucking clue what they're doing. <laughs> that, this, that this happens <laughs> at all is a miracle. And that it's happened for so long. <laughs> Alright, well, I've been Ben. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. I've been Mark. Also, thank you for joining us. Um, and thanks again for the baconese and mushy peas, which, to be fair... We've, uh, we've had a pretty good go at it. It was so. delicious. It was actually legitimately delicious. <laughs> <laughs>